pride pride was the biggest for me because I had a I had an idea of what pride was and I figured as long as I wasn't that then you know as long as I wasn't boastful as long as I wasn't you know publicly arrogant that somehow that would you know keep me away from being prideful in some way pride was interesting uh, the reason why I say that is because looking back at it, I honestly didn't realize I was I had an issue with pride. And to this day, um, and this might sound prideful, but <laughs> I don't think I had an issue with pride until I was told I had an issue with pride. That's normally how it happens. Like I, yeah. <laughs> that's how it happens for me as well. Yeah, it's like I'm not prideful. <laughs> it's like, whoa, is that pride? <laughs> that sentence alone, <laughs> that sentence alone just triggers my pride. <laughs> what up, party people? This is Spade Seven. Uh, most of you guys know me by Larnell. And this is EJ, and most of you guys know me by Elisha. That's right, it's backwards. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that threw me off a little bit. <laughs> and in case you guys didn't know, we are E7. Uh-huh. What you can expect from this podcast is two brothers who love the Lord, mm-hmm. who love to have fun. We're going to talk about sports, music, uh, church, mm-hmm. and we might even end up talking about wrestling every now and then. So, without further ado, EJ, if you don't mind introducing the topics. So, here's what we're going to talk about for today, for this particular episode, wherever you may be. Hopefully, these Mm -hmm. topics may, may make time go faster for you, wherever you may be. Or maybe you want it to go slow, depending on what kind of person you are. The topics we have will be, when did you realize you were chosen? Topic number Mm -hmm. one. Topic number two. What are, or not so much what are, but just the topic of generational character traits. The third thing we will talk about, which will probably be the funniest part of this, is most awkward <laughs> moments on stage. Performing in front of a live audience brings a lot of unexpected things. So this should be an interesting topic. And then we will finally have the list segment meaning the top three of whatever it is we feel like making a list out of and that i'm looking forward to this but at the same time i'm so nervous <laughs> so this week our top three um the list segment if you will mm-hmm. we're going to talk about the most anticipated streaming series in 2021 uh-huh i i was um as i was putting my list together I was really tempted to uh, snap, tweet, whatever. Uh, not tweet. I don't really tweet at you anymore. I snap or message you on Facebook. Snap message, I yes. Like to use social media. Anyways, another topic, another mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. Actually, that would be a good one. Um, <laughs> how we use Twitter as a group chat for the world to see. This is, yes. <laughs> another topic for another day. But I was tempted to message you and say, hey, can we can we do a top five? Now I see why you chose a top three. Yes. Now I see I see I see what's going on behind that brain of yours. We, we gotta be we gotta be mindful. <laughs> we gotta be mindful of the folks here. We gotta be mindful. Yes. yes. So uh here we go. Let's go ahead and start off with topic number one. Mm-hmm. Um so um the topic of when did you realize you were chosen? Mm-hmm. Um, really, really interesting topic. Um, for me, it was, and I forgive me, I, I don't recall the year, but it was whenever we went on that 40 day fast mm-hmm. um, at the church and we would go to the church at 12 to lay at the altar and yeah. we were only expected, hold your breath young people, we were expected to spend our one-on-one time at the altar for at least 30 minutes. <laughs> and then All truth. we would go upstairs and watch the kids for an additional two hours. All true. And then we better hope that we remember to put some food out because six o'clock 
we were done. And and I still do this to this day. I like to put my meat in the freezer. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we put our meat in the freezer. And, you know, this is when I found out if you put, uh, we we was a ground turkey family. Um, For some reason, we stopped eating beef. And once I went out to be on my own, I went back to ground beef. But I'm probably going to go back to turkey here pretty soon. (laughs) Um, Random health fact of Larnell's life and um, choices, crossroads that he's at right now. You know, funny this thing. Information you guys didn't ask for. <laughs> funny, funny thing about that is, I was just having a conversation with Kristen, um, probably <laughs> last week. Whenever, um, yeah, about last week, about uh, ground beef and ground turkey, and how yeah. the bulk of our childhood into teenage, young adult years, we spent consuming ground turkey to the point where ground beef became um, the oddball of whatever meat we were digesting you know, at the time. That's a fact. Yeah. Yes. We, fact. we are just now getting back to ground beef. Probably maybe a, a year or two ago, we went back to ground beef. But now it seems as though everything's right with the world. I, I just wanted to point that out because you brought up uh, different choices of meat. So I just wanted to tell that uh, brief story for a sec. Hey, I, I, I'm glad everything came back full circle. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> but, but yeah, like I said, has nothing to do with anything. Back to the topic at hand, um, I was at the altar, and you know, I was praying, and I heard God speak to me, and um, you know, I, I can't say that it was an audible voice, but it was a overwhelming feeling that um, I couldn't deny, and you know that feeling translated to me realizing that, you know, I am, you know, one of his chosen and I felt, you know, my next step would be to present the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, and this turned out to be something that as I grew up, I realized, you know, it's not always going to be behind the pulpit. Um, it's not always going to be on stage with a microphone in your hand. Like it was, but in that moment, that's what I thought the next step was. And, and I mean, of course, you know, it did end up coming to pass where I became a minister and eventually became um, a reverend, mm-hmm. uh, which is still a little different for me to say. And um, before that, I was, you know, the youth pastor, um, Hoven Defenso is what they called me, <laughs> or what I really called myself, honestly. Hoven they Defenso. wanted to call me Larn. That's a whole nother topic for another day. Um, but I couldn't be Larnell, so I had to come up with a name, and I chose Hogan Defenso. And then, yeah, but anyways, um, and then once everything came back full circle, because um, it was scary. I was I was young. I, I think I was like 14, 15 or something like that. And, you know, I, my parents, our parents always told us that we were called, you know, or we were chosen, we were set aside. But that moment at the altar hearing it um, whenever our dad introduced the WED, um, that WED era, once that was launched, that's um, whenever I kind of got a little more serious about my relationship, start reading the Bible more, and not just going off of um, passages that we were assigned Mm -hmm. to read, but Mm -hmm. passages that, you know, I was spoken to Mm -hmm. and through um, eventually. Um, I was able to use the passages that was spoken to me to speak to others. Um, but yeah, yeah. And then to sum everything up far as, um, this topic for me anyways, and I'm sure we'll dig into it a little more. Everything came full circle whenever we went to Bink's, um, camp. Shout out to Jonathan Garlock. Are we, are we calling out names? Um, I'm pretty sure Jonathan, um, aka Bink, mm-hmm. has no issue with us name dropping. Yeah, shout out to Bink. Green light from Harold as well. Um, <laughs> after reviewing the episode, I got the green. I was like, man, let let me ask Jessica. I, I would say I, I I couldn't say that we're best friends, mm-hmm. you know, but I would like to say we're still, you know, close enough where I could re- reach out and be like, hey, is it okay if I name drop whenever I'm telling stories about? you know, high school and she was cool with it. So yeah. I could name drop her as well. 
I'm, I'm working on this list. I'm, I'm glad you got you got a list um, of like being able to have. I don't even know what to call it. Not non-disclosure, but it, it's like a uh, a list of thing, list of people who are willing to have their names spoken, and we ain't got to pay them for it. I'm surprised none of them had negotiations in in having this deal with you. So I'm I'm good. I'm I'm happy with that. I, I pretty much told Harold, "This is free publicity. Don't let me down." <laughs> That's how you do it. That's how you do yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I went to uh, Bink's camp. Um, that's going to be a story for another day. But I went, <laughs> I went there and we was at the altar um, for what felt like a day. Um, but in <laughs> actuality, we was at the altar for hours. Mm-hmm. Next thing I know, this is the first and last time this has happened. Um, I was speaking in tongues. Scared me. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't no... I wanted to speak in tongues or I forced myself to speak in tongues. The Holy Spirit overcame me and I started talking in tongues, speaking in tongues. Um, although I may not have went there for 100% the right intentions, I am glad I end up staying um, because that's whenever I experienced God in the most realest way up to, up to that date that I did. And then the following Sunday, July 4th, 2010, um, I acknowledge and accepted my calling um, in the public view at mm-hmm. First Baptist Church of Elwood, Kansas. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm done. No, no, that's good. It's good. Um, just to piggyback off of what you were saying about the experience at Binks Camp, it was definitely something that was like different that up until that point, and maybe the experiences we had um, were a bit more public but that felt a yeah. bit more intimate as far as yes. like the, the worship that was going on. Um, yeah. So I, like, yeah. as much as we joked about uh, the three hour altar calls, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> looking back at it, man, that, that was, uh, forgive me if I'm not using the right words, but that was a surreal moment. And that's why if Jonathan needs anything from me, um, well, he doesn't have my number anymore because I don't have a phone number anymore because I'm off the grid. But <laughs> I'm call on me and I'll be there. Yeah, yeah, I'm hiding. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast from an undisclosed location. That's a fact, bro. That's how I feel recorded in my closet right now. <laughs> <laughs> like take like if I could take a picture. Actually, I posted something on Snapchat. I've I got, seen like, that. People like, yo, what you doing? I'm like. It's a secret. <laughs> but man, this looks like oh um Bin Laden's hideout, bro. Man, hey. everything I need here. I got TV, I got, I got clothes, <laughs> I got power <laughs> I got a keyboard. Hey man, hold on. It's, it's it's my it's my it's my uh you my right, time. You right. <laughs> my bad. You right, you right. <laughs> but no man, I just want to just wanted to piggyback off that for sure. Um uh, Yes, sir. I felt like there were like a couple of moments of realism for me as far as like realizing uh, the call of my life and being chosen. Um, of course, like like you said, at a young age, it's something that we're we're told and then you're told enough to where you you believe it. And yeah. then there's moments where, you know, it, it happens to you personally, I would say around that same time. Um, there was that realization because when you acknowledged your calling, I was probably like maybe a week or two behind you. And, yeah. and then in, in doing that along the way, um, I would say there were, there were moments of, you know, man, this is real. You know, I would say the most recent one probably was last year. And then it, it every moment of realization brings like a new a a new seriousness to understanding what it means to be chosen. Mm-hmm. I, I would say at this time, you know, God was having me in a in a spot where I had to learn, not necessarily by myself, but it had to be me who wanted it. Um, whereas times prior to that, there were people around that wanted the same thing. 
Um, so he put me back in a spot where I had to learn. And then, you know, coming out from the other side of that was a, you know, what, what, what's the response from me going to be? Right. What am I doing this for? Am I, am I doing this knowing that the uh, calling to, to uh, pastor, is that just something where I'm just kind of looking to get the title and then hoping that lands me in some spot? Or am I really serious about, you know, the, the people who are being entrusted um, under my care whenever that day comes? So having, having those moments of uh, realism was super convicting because it sets everything back in perspective and it, it just has that reminder of what exactly God is trusting us with. And um, that, that I can say was like the, uh, the moment there were plenty of like, there's moments, but the most recent moment where I was like, okay, he said, he set me aside for this and I need to take this serious because he's trusting me to do that. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Thank you. One of the scariest things for me, um, and we talked about it at a different time, something that was really scary is the realization of how serious this is. And mm -hmm. I've always said, um, or I can't say I've always said, but I've been saying it since almost the time I start preaching um, in front of, the congregations, because uh, we always preach since we were kids. Pretty much, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is the responsibility of knowing that, you know, unfortunately, people are going to hang on to the words you say as a leader mm -hmm. versus the words that, you know, that they study. Although we should study to show ourselves approved, I realize that's the position that we're in. Mm -hmm. um, as leaders and why we're set aside and why it should be taken serious. And one of the things that we've seen a lot of youth pastors in our time, um, I'm definitely not going to name drop here, but <laughs> we've seen young people our age um, become youth pastors while they're in high school or fresh out of high school or whatever the case is. And, and you know, not necessarily realize the seriousness mm -hmm. of what they're doing. They're, they're part of a crafting, like what, what you're doing with your youth group is going to potentially affect the rest of their spiritual walk. Right. For better or for worse. Right. Um, and it's humbling, but it's also scary. Oh yeah. Um, so, um, there's been a few people. I want to give a shout out, uh, that way no one thinks I'm talking about any young people I know that presents the gospel. Um, Brother Walker is great. Uh, I'm definitely yes. not talking about Brother Walker. <laughs> I, I don't want to get that out the way right now. You know, hey, shout out to Prayerfully Woke. Like I said, I'm sure they don't mind me mm -hmm. shouting out their name. Mm -hmm. um, but, yo, he's a young man that's on fire. Um, ever since I've heard him preach, mm -hmm. I've been following them on the low three years, three or four years wow. on the Riverside, that is. Um, so, yeah, yeah. And there there are people that are aware of the responsibility that they have, such as Pastor Walker. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I just want to make sure, or one thing I wanted to be is included in that number of those who had a positive um, reflection. I didn't, I didn't get everything right. Mm -hmm. um, I have no reason to pretend that I did. Um but I was quick to repent. And I think that's something, and I think we should probably have a, another subject for another day, but you know, we don't see that every time. And I think that's what, um, at least in my particular run as a youth pastor, um, was something that the young people respected is that, yo, I have no issue whatsoever. Um, in fact, I was accused of being true too transparent mm -hmm. um and there, there may be a such thing as that I, i'm not here to say that there isn't but i definitely you know got their ears and had their hearts but said all that to say this um if for anyone out there listening and you're thinking they're considering becoming you know a microphone grabber 
<laughs> preaching young man or woman of God just realize the responsibility that comes with that. Yeah. Now I want to top that off with the scripture from James three, verse one, uh, new King yes, James version sir. says, my brethren, let not many of you become teachers knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. Mm. Um, that's <laughs> again, you alluding to like the seriousness of it, like our position as teachers, like you said, um, being on a platform to speak the word of God. And a lot of people will take what you say, even though like we're supposed to like go and study on our own, but the platform that we have, a lot of people hold fast to what it is that we're, that it is that we're proclaiming. Um, I would say that was something that, you know, I, I thought I understood, but again, you know, there, there are moments of, of realizing, um, the seriousness that comes along in every season for, for lack of a better term, like year by year, um, mistakes will happen and understanding the consequences of those mistakes. Like I look back on things that, uh, I personally have done and realize how realizing the domino effect of those decisions. Um, and the good thing about it is that like you, like you alluded to earlier is that we do have the time to, we still have time to repent for what we've done and get back up and keep pushing forward. And that, that's, uh, has to be the mindset in order for, um, what we're, trying to do in order for that to progress. Uh, so definitely, um, it's scary, like understanding the seriousness of it. Um, especially like we're on the topic of youth pastors and the more and more I was in the younger and younger, my group began, began to get. So (laughs) it, it became mind opening because I was like, man, these are, these are kids that God is trusting me with, right? So with that, with that in mind, it it can be scary, but also we as ministers of the gospel who are here to serve, take that as a privilege, because again, it just means that we understand um, the the mantle that comes with being chosen and knowing that it, it could be way worse off. (laughs) <laughs> so we, we take that as a privilege and an honor that, that God would um, look past ourselves and, you know, still choose us to do work for his kingdom. Yes, sir. It's a good way to end that uh, subject. Um, and if you guys have any questions, we're going to drop our um, a way to get a hold of us. Online. Like I said, I've exclusively gone to contact me through social media. I'm off the grid. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, definitely, I feel like between both of us and collectively and individually, um, we have a lot that, you know, if you have any questions, we can definitely give you some free advice. For sure. For sure. So next topic is generational traits. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let you lead this one. Yes. So this one came about because, uh, uh, surprise, surprise, <clears throat> me and Kristen having the conversation. A lot of, a lot of things, <laughs> a lot of the things you're going to hear are, are a result of, of me and my wife to be's conversations. And I think, man, this would, this would be dope to have a conversation about because I know it's something that you and I are both aware of as far as like, you know, the generational character traits that, that we can have. And we talk about being blessed a lot because of like the blessing that comes with uh, our last name or with the genetics of, of you know, those before us and yes. how it's a blessing that, you know, we're able to do this and we're able to do that. And we know where we get that from. And then there's the flip side of that, you know, the, the curse that comes along with it, that, that, um, how I, how I explained this to, to Kristen, and um, this was done in like a, um, in a uh, premarital counseling. Um, I don't know if I can shout out, but I'm going to go ahead. Uh, shout out to uh, Pastor Turner over in Oak Ridge and Kansas City. Um, he had us make a list of things that we would need from, um, 
from the other thing, five things she would need from me, five things I would need from her. One of the things that I told her that I'm going to need from her is to let me know when I'm tripping. And, <laughs> and what I meant by that, and I finally explained it to her in detail, but I, we grew up, you know, unknowingly and ignorantly, like no, no fault to, to those who were before us, but you and I both know, like we grew up seeing life through a certain lens, right? I would say on both sides of the family, as many blessings as we got from both sides of the family, there's also uh, the curse of seeing life through the lens of uh, pride and one side, and then seeing life through the end, through the lens of paranoia and the other, right? So through, <laughs> through both sides of the, or these two lens making one glasses that we're seeing life through and we don't even know it until you know we we finally um our our oldest brother shout out to you from you know sitting us down and being like hey you know this is what we're this is what we constantly fight with right straight up and um so when when i told her when i told Kristen about this i'm like there are going to be times when conflict may occur and then I'm either going to react in a manner that is prideful or I'm either going to react in a manner that is simply par- being paranoid. I need you who did not grow up with those glasses on <laughs> to tell me, take those glasses off yeah. and help me know when I'm tripping. Now, because we both had like those those experiences and we both been like was sat down and told this, I wanted to like kind of talk about whether moments where you were like, okay, I'm glad I'm aware of this or mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, there's a few inci- uh, incidents I, I don't want to get specific. On, right, right, right. But there's been a few times where I, I just want to, let the people know I'm I'm far from perfect. Yeah. You know, there, there's, there's a lot of things I look back on. I'm not exactly proud of, um, and I'm not I'm not celebrating. You know, but I do want to say some of this stuff. Looking back at it, as as, as ashamed of it I am, I, I also get a good little chuckle from it. <laughs> and I have no problem admitting that. I was literally the worst person to be around. When it came to our paranoia, because <laughs> I'm paranoid myself. Uh-huh. But then once I realized it's something that we struggle with, yes. that we can't help. Yes. It was so easy to get people hyped up for my own amusement. <laughs> for my own amusement. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me just uh can let me um just applaud you on the uh let me first let everyone know i'm not perfect and then give give this (laughs) like hey i i just set people up for my amusement that was all i did (laughs) and the worst part is we we i think as often as it happened Uh you know you would think eventually it'd be like i think secretly We wanted to be egged on. (laughs) (laughs) But no, no, all seriousness. Um, Yo, one of the things is honestly my own paranoia. That's as you can imagine, all jokes aside, um, that probably, probably helped and probably saved us from a lot of issues Mm -hmm. knowing that, hey, is this the curse? Yeah. And that's what we were referring to. And we all knew exactly what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Didn't have to go into details. There's been a few times where, you know, whenever I lived across the street from uh, EUCC, we talk and, um, you know, we, uh, you know, we hold each other accountable. Um, right. And I think to this day, if, if needed, we still would. For sure. But yeah, yeah. I just, um, I think the best thing to look at it from the flip side is um, being able to hold each other accountable. Right. Um, unless if, you know, we was 
in the privacy of, I, I, I want to let people know, I would only egg people on in the privacy <laughs> of the studio or in the privacy of an office uh-huh. or a car. Yes. I wasn't out here having people uh, flipping tables. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> no, no, no. That, that's not me. That's not me. <laughs> But for those who understand the context, know exactly what what where, mm-hmm. where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, what helped us was being able to hold each other accountable and be real enough to say, "Yeah, this is a this is the issue or the curse," as as we called it. Um, yeah. So I would say for me, it's funny because you were like, "Well, paranoia was on you, like, uh, or all of us." But I would say for me, pride. Pride was the biggest for me because I had a I had an idea of what pride was, and I figured as long as I wasn't that, then you know as long as I wasn't boastful, as long as I wasn't you know publicly arrogant, that somehow that would you know keep me away from being prideful in some way. But understanding that that is an issue that that I have had for a long time and and still you know still go back and forth on um hence why we're having this conversation (laughs) um right 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 but understanding that and being real with myself and just saying okay so this is this is real um that is me and it's not something that you know, I, I make my identity or it's not anything that, you know, like you said, it's not anything we're proud of, but admitting it becomes the first step of, of overcoming that and learning how not to let that issue cloud, you know, judgment. So that that is, um, again, funny that that all started from... Uh, saying telling Kristen what it was I needed one of the things I needed from her and right. it, it all started with like the accountability that we kept amongst each other you know I, yeah. I need that from her as well so that's the beautiful thing about you know marriage or at least how it's supposed to work is um I tell people all the time uh Chelsea is like my number one hater like <laughs> not, not literally hater but like she has no problem saying you ain't that, you ain't all that. Mm-hmm. You ain't as good as you think you are. Uh-huh. And then it works two ways, you know. It, it's that keeping me in check, but then also I'm pretty sure I, I'm not dumb. I, I think she knows that. Also gives me the little extra motivation I need mm-hmm. to to get through. But yeah, that's the beautiful thing is you know being able to know that you have someone in your corner, day in and day out. Yeah, that's um got to hopefully keep it real with you right. and let you know that you know your your stuff stinks right right, <laughs> right. But yeah um on the flip side of the other side of um the lens that we have that you were speaking of yeah pride was pride was interesting for me uh reason why i say that is because looking back at it i honestly didn't realize i was i had an issue with pride and to this day, um, and this might sound prideful, but <laughs> I don't think I had an issue with pride until I was told I had an issue with pride. That's normally how it happens. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> that's how it happens for me as well. Yeah, it's like, I'm not prideful. <laughs> it's like, whoa, is that pride? <laughs> that sentence alone. <laughs> that sentence alone just triggers my pride. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is like, I'm extraordinarily humble. Again, you can't, you, there's no right way to say I'm not prideful. I don't, I don't think there is. I think. Because it's a fight we all wrestle with. Right. Man, the more and more I was told I was prideful, the more and more it triggered my pride. <laughs> and then I think the worst thing that ever happened to me is watching Floyd Mayweather like promote his fights. Uh, and then mm-hmm. I took on, it wasn't even like a for real issue. Like I really, like, I took that persona to basketball, right? Mm-hmm. And I knew I wasn't that good. Like, inside, in my heart of hearts, I knew I was playing with people, you know, that 
honestly, like if if we're doing a five star rating, I was like a three, yeah. and you were on your way to being like a three and a half. But at the time, you was about a two and a half. You was right. Yeah, there. I, I, was, I was pretty pretty slim. I was very uh, Karen, Kevin Durant ish in the body type. Uh, mm-hmm. With the uh, with the game of like a, um, you know what? I'm not even gonna name any names. I don't want to be any, I don't want to be disrespectful. <laughs> I said about Carbello. That that's what the yeah. We'll go with that. You one. had a jump shot that you know leave leave you open and you pay. You know, uh, especially back then. And if you need to work the paint, you can work the paint. You had a nice offensive game, but then as you got older, your defense. Like, it was, like, for me, you can guard me because you knew what I was going to. Mm-hmm. And then I'd be like, okay, I'm done trying to be Kobe. I'm going to be LeBron James. Pass me the ball. Get out the way. Mm-hmm. I'm driving it because I'm 210 pounds. I'm like <laughs> 150. You know what that means? Homeboy's packing. It's a muscle. <laughs> yes. You got to get out of the Don't way for that me. one. Get in my way. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Don't try them, man. There Don't. was some hard lessons people learned. Uh-huh. I was typically the... The fastest person on the court, and, and also weight wise, the biggest person on the court. It was weird. Like I'd be like, "How about you weigh?" Or people be like, "How about you weigh?" About two hundred and ten pounds. No, I know, I know. But yes, yes, that's a solid two hundred and ten pounds. Why? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't until like we was playing alumni one day. He was Peanut goes, "I know you love Kobe." You can jump out of the gym. You're faster than half of the guys, over half of the guys on the court. Drive it until they stop you, and they're not going to stop you. I said, you know what? You're still right. Hey, let me try as this. As much as I love to turn around fadeaway, you know, it, it's fun, especially when you hit them. Mm-hmm. You hit them a few times. You know, that, that that's always a great feeling. Yes. And then even if you don't hit it, you can yell, hey, you can't guard me. I'm just missing. <laughs> <laughs> that was That was all me. <laughs> that, that was all me. I was clearly wide open when I missed that shot. Uh-huh. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll get you next time. And show up, I got him next time. Anyways, that's not even what we're talking about. No, no, Pride. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but next topic um, would be your most awkward moments on stage. Uh, you want to go first, or you want me to? I'll go. Um, <laughs> so I think I got two. we I got two. Okay, so I'm I'm guaranteeing this should be one of. Um, I'm I'm going to count like nothing from our our younger beginning years, just just when we had got our like we become established and stuff. Uh, we yeah, we I would were, say life was awkward. Period. As a younger kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I won't be be too hard on on us, but I will say the most awkward moment was when uh, we were in a undisclosed city. I don't know if we can get that cleared or not, but um, we we were prepping prepping for um, this performance. It was probably our second time back there, and we decided, you know what, we were going to do something solely for them. I think they would go nuts if we played this certain hip hop instrumental. Um I believe it was six foot, seven foot. Yeah, yeah, man. This this was yeah. this was it. Uh we, we played the six foot, seven foot instrumental and we were like, yeah, everyone's gonna go nuts because everyone loved them so wheezy. Because in you know, we, we we in front of predominantly white kids. I think all of them are white. So yeah, all of them love Wheezy. Um so yeah. We, we get there, we figured this is going to be the game changer. We were so sure about it. Um, and then the instrumental plays, and we're like, we're going to have a, a, a dance battle. And, you know, I think we got one person on stage. And <laughs> that, I feel like that was out of pure loyalty. And I, I think so. I think so. I think that was out of pure loyalty. Um, I, I, that's the only thing that makes sense to me because no one else was even moving i there was no one in the audience that was acting as though they were familiar with the song and which which didn't make too much sense because you know even though we were in a church at the time 
all the songs they were playing was on 105.5. So <laughs> it wasn't like they didn't know what the song was, nor were they um, incapable of even, you know, dancing to it in any way. Um, but, you know, it, it taught a lesson, which was in performances, you know, always keep the crowd in mind in a sense where you're not depending on them to advance the performance. And on that particular moment, we were solely depending on the crowd's response to move the performance in a time where it was so, it wasn't necessary to do it. And that was a lesson learned. It was a very hard lesson. Mm -hmm. Um, If you can tell, my mood has been dropped. (laughs) I really want to laugh at you, but- I know, I know. I can't tell you how triggered you just how triggered I told you I I, I thought I healed I really thought I I didn't realize how triggered I still am by that night oh man uh, at that place yes and you're a thousand percent right definitely not even going to say the city Mm -hmm. not even going to say the church Mm -hmm. not even going to drop any names or the man that still ain't paid us you know who you are Mm-hmm. He was wrong for that. Mm-hmm. He was wrong for that. Yeah. Like I honestly, if I if I could vent with you guys for a second, mm-hmm. um, since this is all being said about an anonymous uh, concert location and everything, you're right. I feel free, and if you made it this far, clearly you're rocking with us. Yeah. So I'm gonna be like I said earlier. I'm I I may be transparent to a fault at at times. And this may be that time. Mm-hmm. And go ahead and keep counting. And <laughs> I'll apologize if I go too far. <laughs> Let me apologize in advance. Uh-huh. But my feelings towards that is I honestly felt like he was like, hey, you guys know these people. For me, don't move a muscle. Mm. Matter of fact, you can be on your phones during the, because it was just our performance. Uh, people got up out of their seat, went to the front, and sat on their phones. And it didn't make sense to me until mm-hmm. I fast forward life. And I, um, I seen some things, mm-hmm. things I was disgusted by. Uh-huh. And I don't want to go into details, mm-hmm. but I felt like I took it harder than you the person that was intended. You probably did. Yeah, yeah, clearly, because you can laugh about it. I tell you, we put our heart and soul into because the it it was a hard lesson to learn and it was a valuable lesson to learn and it was an accurate lesson to learn. Mm-hmm. Don't depend on the crowd. But here's the thing, we knew the crowd. Unfortunately, That's, yeah, we knew the crowd too well, mm-hmm. and the crowd knew us too well. It was so bad. D, you know who you are. <laughs> Apologize. <laughs> It said, quote, unquote, like, yo, you're paying too. You're very specific about the things that uh, happened that you noticed but didn't correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so either you noticed and you didn't correct or, once again, this is a perfect example of the curse. Because I don't know if this is the curse or if this is reality, but I really strongly feel like he told them, for me, don't move a muscle. Go to the front of the stage. But don't, but move. don't move a muscle. You know, if, so, if it is the curse, I I never thought of it like that. But bringing it back up, I I, I see no reason why that could not have been. But I'm not going to feed the curse, you know? So yeah, yeah, don't, don't I'm going to just... Yeah. <laughs> I would, I would just, yes, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm going to just say, you know what? It it had to happen. And there was a good reason why it did happen. That's, that's the truth. Um, it definitely was a lesson learned. Um, definitely got some steam off. Um, shortly after that, um, did an EP that will never be released. Don't worry. Your boys kept it clean. Yeah, we kept it clean. Boys kept it clean. But I mean, the words that were being said, it didn't matter. Uh, to be truthful <laughs> it did it better um but yeah we definitely still still kept it where it could be released 
under the name of a gospel album. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, classics you guys will never hear. And classics you may have heard but had no idea what they were about. Well, oh. If you listen close enough and you're a faithful follower, you can find it very easily. Mm -hmm. My turn. Yes. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah, yeah, that was... Most, most awkward moment. Man, I, I can't believe I... I thought, Like I said, I thought I healed from that. I yeah, I was going to say, you still got two more after this. I don't, I'm looking forward to knowing because if that wasn't one of your two, which I thought for sure it was going to be, I'm looking forward bro, to hearing the other one. I, <laughs> I realize it's light for me. I'm, I'm gonna share one. I'm, I'm gonna share two of them, and I'm gonna make it quick because I spent a lot of time venting with our listeners, <laughs> with our family. I don't have fans. I have family. Uh huh. <laughs> Like literally, but I appreciate you guys rocking with us. Yes. Uh, but remember that time we went to Streetport, and my man was dancing oh, the entire show. Oh man, yeah. Young Ace brought up the dancer. Yep. Who's been dancing the entire the show? Entire show. Dancing, I called him a little rerun because he looked like <laughs> he choked it. He choked it. He was getting it. When I tell you this little boy, my man was getting it. Like his mom said, "Hey, this is your workout. I better not see you not dancing." That—that's what it looked like. And then Isha brought him on stage. He's like, "Man, I see you dancing. Come on up stage." And the little boy left Young Ace hanging. Stopped. He be. <laughs> Man, hey, first and foremost, shout out to Isha, man. But my gosh, that moment he got up there and just stopped. Oh, man. And the, the funny thing was the whole performance was, like, perfect. Like, no. we were, well, we, we went on a mission. Uh, but let's just go. Yeah, we went yeah. on a mission. But we we had a great performance for that for that one and then yeah it was like 10 minutes uh -huh. no problem yep all right let me let me do my thing real quick all right we're going to remixes we're going to do this first this first this first and we're, we're going to fit seven songs into those 10 minutes really that's how that happened challenge accepted <laughs> challenge accepted mm -hmm. and it was great like the crowd was singing along by the end of the set and um, the guy, I don't want to go into too much details, not today anyways, mm -hmm. um, but the guy kind of clowned us before we got up because um, mm -hmm. we were from Kansas. Mm -hmm. So instead of, you know, while he's giving everyone else these fire intros, you know, even people he didn't know, he was still giving them fire intros. The last thing he said was something along the lines of the Wizard of Oz crowd laughed then we got on stage but by the end of the song they were singing along with us mm -hmm. that was that was a very good moment oh yeah that, that little boy <laughs> got on stage oh and stopped he just left the stage. he just stopped I'm, I'm gonna ask um he shout out i think i'm gonna see him tomorrow so i'm, I'm gonna ask him if he remembers this and just just to yeah. get his, I'm gonna see if it's as I'm gonna see if it's um as stained in his memory as Kearney is stained in yours, or as whatever that place we went to is stained in yours. Editor the guy, you know what to do. Yeah, because I ain't gonna lie, I don't think I don't think so, bro. It might not be. So. It might not be. I don't know, but then again, things hit people different. It's it's possible. At, at the same time, he can hang his hat on the fact everyone in the crowd seen this little boy dancing. Hey, everybody yep. in the crowd seen it. Yep, bro. We went on thirty to forty minutes of people just looking at us. Mm -hmm. like, okay, okay, okay. But anyways, awkward moment number two. Yes, that one I took a little more time than I thought I would. But we had um, a performance in um, agency. 
and we was it was the first time E7 had oh, made the news. Yes. And I was so excited. Like I, I honestly didn't care. I knew I knew agency. We wasn't gonna see a lot of uh, black people there. And I mean, it didn't matter. We performed in front of an all-white crowd before. Mm-hmm. I've told someone before we went to an all-black crowd, got boot, went to an all-white crowd, and placed top five of the nation. Yeah, nation. So I have love for my white peoples. <laughs> married a white lady. You know, <laughs> you know, my in-laws are white. Yeah, so Lord. I have love for Good my Lord. Caucasian people. You know? Hey, man. <laughs> so it has nothing to do with that. I, I'm just saying. More people... Start, start hey, you can't pull the uh, hey man, I know my my cousin's black dog. You can't tell me I can't. Talk. Yeah, my wife was white, I know. I'm saying, <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly what I'm but saying. Anyway. Yes, agency, uh, yeah, agency. I, I really didn't care. Like, like, uh, people's like, well, what'd you expect by the time I tell y'all this story? You'll know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I, I don't care. We made the newspaper. You can't tell me nothing. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so we get there, and as we're driving, I'm not seeing much of the town. Mm-hmm. I'm on our way there. Not really concerned too much. So we get into agency. Keep in mind, I've never been to agency. I know what's around the agency because I'm not a dummy. Mm-hmm. I looked at the map. So I, I kind of had an idea. But then once we got there, we pulled up. And we got there like really early. Like for some reason during the E seven run, we was early for everything. Like the bird curse, uh, we defeated it. Yeah. It yeah. all depended on who was driving. But another <laughs> <laughs> uh, story, another story. Yeah, another story for another day. But we get we get to agency and we pull up to the place. No one's there. I'm like, oh, okay. So, you know, I message uh Chelsea, I was like, yo, we're at agency and no one's here and this doesn't look like a place where we would perform i I don't know where exactly the building is and then um i messaged one of my good friends at the time jessica and i I messaged her and she laughed at me (laughs) i didn't know what the laugh was about (laughs) i really couldn't ever figure out because i didn't have signal Mm -hmm. so uh i just said you know forget the phone i'm gonna put it away but do the sound check. So we get in the building. It I, I can't really describe the building. Uh, I know it, they called it a theater, but it looked like a church that they kind of turned into a theater. Yeah, just yeah. So as the there was like the person's daughter was like a teenager that helped us do the sound check. So I'm like, so yeah, when when are the people gonna start getting here? Uh, that's like yeah, they'll be here in an hour. I was like, how early are we? Man. So we're just hanging out, you know nothing new we hang out with people before the show kind of get to know them that way you know we built that relationship before we utter a word into the microphone um typically works out that's a free one for you guys looking to come up mm-hmm. the music thing mm-hmm. um and then people start showing up and they're older people yep and then more and more people start showing up and they're still older people still older and i'm telling you when these older people came in a lot of them had their cowboy hats on. <laughs> and then I step outside. Now, it looked like a different town in the dark. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I didn't know what we was going to do. So, um, we clearly had to call an audible. Um, thankfully, that was a time Ephraim was there with us. And uh, we, I don't remember what we ended up doing. I think it was run to you, take all of me, and be without you. I believe so. It was a slower songs for sure. I'll be darn. They love them some be without you more than any of those three. Songs. Sure did. <laughs> sure did. And uh, after the performance, I was like, "Can we leave?" <laughs> <laughs> but no, that it was it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. But it was so awkward right before we got on stage, mm-hmm. only because actually there really wasn't no reason. But yeah, yeah, that was that was. The awkward moment. I feel like we could have, with the other two, this definitely should not have been the last one. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, we're going to move on. Since we shared our top three awkward moments, let's move <laughs> on to our top three most anticipated streaming series of 2021. Yes. Now, I will go ahead and start this one because I, I feel like 
two of them are currently streaming. Does that count? Um, the list that I went off of, I did not put those on. But okay. You can, okay. But I did not. So there are the the other. I can I can name three that haven't started yet, and then there are two that I just want to give honorable mention to. Um, the two the two I want to give honorable mention to. Number one, uh, Cobra Kai. Now mm. I just gotten started on this. Um, probably Is it okay if I tell you there's going to be a season four this year. This year, like this year. Mm-hmm. Okay, well then you know what, Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai is, is number one on that. So we'll keep that there. <laughs> um, okay, so the other one that has already streamed, uh, WandaVision. If you have not watched WandaVision yet, you have to get on this. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you, it's gonna start out weird. That's the point of it. It's Wanda and Vision. <laughs> it's going to start out weird. But it is weird enough. I, Go ahead. I kinda dug the, the black and white old school feel to it. Yes. With the little Easter eggs every now and then. Yes. Yes. Marvel is undefeated, bro. Go ahead, I'm sorry. What what episode are you on? Have you watched it all the way through yet? The last episode that I've seen is when she was uh, pregnant and she gave birth. Ah, yes. You still got some to go. Um, yeah. So, yes. Um, keep Just keep watching. Just keep watching. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Uh, I was good. And then Chelsea wanted to start watching. Um, for those who should know by now, Chelsea's my wife. Yes. She wanted to start watching it because she hated on it at first. Mm-hmm. Because you know that's what she does. It's something Mardell likes. I'm a hate on it. But anyway, <laughs> but yeah, then she was like, "Yo, low key, I kind of want to watch." It. I was like, "All right, just uh, let's go ahead and start all over. Mm-hmm. We'll get up to date whenever we can." Yes. So yes, if you have not started for the audience listening, if you have not started, you got to get on One Division and stick it out. By the time um, it probably should be, I think it's only supposed to go like nine episodes. So I, I would imagine it's almost over. So you can start from the beginning and get to just about the end. So, um, yes, WandaVision. But for the ones that haven't streamed yet, um, I'm going to go with season three of You. Uh, that I, I am looking forward to. It is a crazy show. Um, the villain is like the good guy who's not a good guy but is the good guy of the show. Yes. And, you know, I, I never thought in my life that I would be one of the guys who who kind of roots for the serial killer. I don't know. I don't... I don't... That's the crazy part. That's what I had to tip my hat off to. Yes. I found myself literally rooting for this evil serial killer. Beautifully and done. Like, yeah, yeah. I was like, wow. I feel manipulated. Mm-hmm. But yes, season three of you, um, season three of All American. I know that's like going on right now on the on TV. But uh, I've told Larnell this, and I'm gonna tell you guys as well. I'm not very good at watching things weekly. Uh, I would much rather <laughs> just binge watch and not have to wait a week. Um, Kristen, if, for those who don't know, Kristen is my fiance, uh, soon to be wife. I, I I know I said this earlier, but I, I don't mind saying it. I'm gonna keep saying it because I'm gonna have me a wife soon. So <laughs> she she got me on uh, This Is Us and pretty much gave me the rundown. So I started on season five, and that's pretty much the only show that I watch weekly outside of wrestling shows. Um, but I would much rather still stream things straightforward and binge watch it. So All American season three and Black Lightning season four. I heard it's going to be the last season. And I'm really looking forward to it. Can't can't wait. Great list, great list. Thank you, thank you. Um, I'm I'm pretty. I, I could be wrong, but I got a feeling you might change your mind on a couple of things. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how this goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I got. I went strictly off of Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, I I didn't even think about Disney to be honest, or um. Hulu got a couple good ones too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's a show, and forgive me if I jack this up, but I believe it's called Atypical. 
Um, it's about a kid who has autism. He's a teenager. He's um, becoming a college student. And his sister, who doesn't have autism, is, you know, adjusting her life based off of that. It, it's a good show. It's mm-hmm. the final season. I'm looking forward to it. Um, this is a show that made an honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another show called Lock and Key. Um, good show. I enjoyed it. Um, honestly, at the top of my head, it's hard to explain what the show's about. There's a house full of keys, and you use the keys, and you have superpowers. Wow. Honorable mention. Looking forward to that. Um, this is where things get tough for me, though. This is this is where the list begins um, for me. And there's four of them, but there's only three spots. Mm-hmm. So um, as, as we speak, I'm choosing between you, mm-hmm. as um, we've already touched on, Cobra Kai, mm-hmm. season four. Um, no need to um, expand on that if you don't know Go ahead and enact somebody, um, as you know the New Age Outlaws would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stranger Things, mm. you know, I, I'm looking forward to seeing how this concludes. But I was speaking with my wife as I was consulting her about this top three because I was conflicted. I love all these shows. Yes. Um, but there, there's obviously Cobra Kai, uh, and you are on my top three, but. I lied. Um, there's three of them that I'm conflicted about. Stranger Things, I already said that. Um, and then there's a show called Raising Dion. Oh, um, yes. That, that I, 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 um, I, I really want to put in my top three. Oh, um, man. Regardless, I am going to watch it. Mm-hmm. And, but um, as we speak, um, as, I, as these words fall out of my mouth, <laughs> I my lips. Umbrella Academy is the show that I most look yes. forward to um, out of all of these shows. Um, at least for the moment, because I already got my Cobra Kai fix. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, don't get me wrong, if season four drops tomorrow, I'm watching it. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I can move on to you, because I really need to know who was the girl next door. Right. Um, Stranger Things, um, as I was saying, Chelsea and I, we, we discussed it. Um, as we were sorting through my list, because it's a mess, I got seven of them. Um, we kind of know how it ends. Like we have an idea. Um, the kids, the superhero or the superpower kid, and you know they kill stuff. <laughs> um, the evil forces and the upside down. And don't get me wrong, I'm still gonna watch it. <laughs> and, but I kind of have a general idea of what's going on. However, raising Dion. No know. clue. No clue. No clue. So, but I couldn't. I couldn't kick you out. I couldn't kick Cobra Kai out because it's something about bringing those '80s back. Yeah. Um, and I, I think uh, Stranger Things introduced me to how much I enjoyed '80 film because mm-hmm. I always knew I loved '80s music. But yes, that's my list. You and the Umbrella Academy. Let me start all over. You, the Umbrella Academy, and Cobra Kai season four. And if you guys didn't know there was a season four for Cobra Kai coming out in 2021, you heard it from your boys, E7. Show us a little love. <laughs> Show us a little love. You know, because uh, I didn't hear it until I did my own research and nobody else is talking about it. So I'm pretty sure a good chunk of you guys, at least those who have made it this far, this is your first time hearing it. Mm-hmm. Considering I'm actually on this podcast and this is my first time hearing it, yes, um, uh, give give us a shout out. Go ahead and attach my name to it as well. You got no choice <laughs> if you're going to say E7. It's already there. So uh-huh. so um, yeah yeah yeah. We we did that yeah. Mm-hmm. So, in conclusion, <laughs> thank you guys for listening. Yes, sir. You know, uh, if you guys have any topics you guys want us to discuss on, or like I said earlier, if you want to discuss something privately, you can hit us up. Um, you can hit me up at uh, Mr. Bird underscore seven mm-hmm. on Twitter. Um, you can hit me up on Living the Bird Life on Instagram, and that's Living um, without the G, because I'm 
not a G. I'm just Larnell. Um, living the bird life on Instagram. And then, of course, you know, Larnell Bird on Facebook. We'd be more than happy to chat with you. Um, if you have any topics you would like us to discuss, go ahead and hit us up. Or if you want to, um, if you have a private question, you know, hit us up. Yes. And you can, you can catch me on Twitter and Instagram under my name is EJ underscore. Um, I don't believe there's any capitals in it. If there is, then, you know, it, it's there. You know, as long as it's in that order, my name is EJ underscore. You should be fine. Uh, Elisha Bird on Facebook. And make sure it's Shah, S-H-A, and not Jah, J-A-H. You won't find me. You will find somebody, but it's not going to be me. So make sure you spell it right, Elisha Bird. And that's where you can find me. Yes. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening to the E7 Podcast. Grace and peace. Shalom. And perfect.